You're listening to the fastest revival talk radio show. The Voice of Revival starts now. Welcome to The Voice of Revival, bringing you dynamic insights on revival for today's generation. Discussing biblical truths and how they relate to the church, prophecy, and current events. We are watchmen sounding the alarm. Broadcasting revival for the church, awakening for the nations, and restoration for the world. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Welcome to the Voice of Revival radio show. This is the VOR, this is Isaac Gutierrez. I'm coming at you with a brand new show on the VOR broadcast network. Really quickly, let me share with you how you can get connected to the VOR. Go to the VOR.net. That's our website, the VOR.net. And right there, you'll be able to hear and be able to come in contact with what we have available with the VOR broadcasts. We have been doing a lot of programs on prophetic. We also been doing some programs on, uh, we're gonna be bringing you a whole new segment on deliverance, healings, and miracles. I also have a special guest in our studio, in the VOR studio, and I gonna present to you my mom. She's gonna be sharing her story as we're gonna be talking about the power of testimony. We're gonna be talking about how powerful our testimony is. The scripture says in Revelation chapter 12, 11, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. A testimony is given your story. You're given your experience and encounter that you had with Christ and you're sharing it with somebody. When someone hears your story, when someone hears your testimony, there's power in the testimony. There's power when we give witness the Bible says that he has given us power to be witnesses. That is the power of the Holy Spirit, to be witnesses, to be bold in our witness. So without further ado, I want to welcome into the studio my mom, Mary Ann Gutierrez. Welcome to the VOR broadcast. Good afternoon, Isaac. Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to have you. We've been having a good time because we've been spending about two weeks. Oh, it's almost two weeks now that uh, you left Dallas and you came to spend some time with me and you gave your testimony at La Casa de Alfarero, our church in Edinburgh, and uh, we had a great response. Many people were really touched by your story about this encounter. In fact, if it wasn't for that encounter, I wouldn't be here today. So really quickly, can you give us just a, maybe a minute or two to talk a little bit about who you are and what do you think that the Lord has called you in this time to do? Well, I'm just a simple housewife that uh, the Lord gave me five boys and four girls. And the thing is that uh, y'all invited me to come to uh, Mission, Texas, oh, about three months ago. And I usually don't go anywhere, but I feel like the Lord told me to go. And when I accepted, he told me also, he said, you're going to give your testimony. And I said, Lord, it's been it's been a while. It's been a while that I gave my testimony, and that's, I think that's uh, what's wrong with uh, this generation, you know, the older generation. Uh, we kind of sit on our testimony, and we have so much to say to this uh, generation, and I believe the Lord told me, okay, uh, I'm going to come, but I want you to ask your pastor if I can give my testimony. 
And for me, that's very because I'm I'm not a person that is outspoken or, you know, uh, like to be in front of people. So I believe the Lord told me, okay, you go, but you're going to give your testimony. And I said, oh, Lord, okay. Haven't done it in a while. But I think he was trying to get me out of my comfort zone, you know, and I said, okay, all right, Lord, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it because I've been asking you to use me, Lord, in these last days. I'm 75 years old. I have so much to say between those years, decades. Mm. And sometimes uh, the way churches are nowadays, they don't give you a chance to testify. It's so the mega churches are so big, you can't even testify. But that is a big part of our salvation. That is a big part of just praising the Lord and giving him all the glory. And so uh, he's just getting me out of my comfort zone. I said, Lord, use me in these last days. Lord, before you take me to heaven, Lord, let me do something for you in these last years that you have here for me on this earth. There's such power in your testimony. And when we give testimony, something happens. It's like, I really think... I think it was Thursday. I got the opportunity the last Thursday to share on it's all in the go. And one of the things that I talk about is coming out of your comfort zone and a testimony or telling your story is a way to get out of your comfort zone. Because what happens is there's so much that God wants to share or wants us to talk to somebody about. But we're embarrassed. We hesitate and we don't realize the breakthrough is coming when we tell our story. There's a phrase that I said. It said, God gets the glory when we tell the stories. And I am so excited because you're going to be telling people about your encounter with the Lord. Can you tell us about that? How this all got started? Well, grew up in a Catholic church. I mean, we weren't dedicated Catholics. We'd go now and then. My parents would go now and then, uh, you know, special occasions. And I would go into the uh, after I got married, my husband was Presbyterian. Well, just by name, his dad was Presbyterian, but they didn't practice being uh, Presbyterians. But uh, I remember I would go into the Catholic church and I would uh, do the cross and come in and I was already married, come in and do the cross and uh, and kneel all the way and go down to the where the Virgin Mary or the Virgin de Guadalupe. And, you know, I knew that what people would do to go and get prayer but it was a form. It was a form. I didn't know Jesus. I would just see Jesus on a big cross, you know, him hanging there. But I knew I had to reverence him when I passed uh, by it. I didn't know why, but I knew, I knew it was he was something special. So I would go in and light up the candles and say, well, Lord, you know, uh, this is for my husband. You know, I don't really need it because I'm a good person, Lord. And, you know, I don't cuss. You know, I don't... Uh, uh, I'm not a drunk. I'm faithful to my husband, but my husband is the one that needs it. So I'd go in there and light the candles and and ask for him. But uh, that's the way it, it went for a while. And uh, the Lord started, you know, just using people to uh, start to witness to me. And one time I got into a taxi cab and this taxi cab driver, he turned around and looked at me and said, do you know Jesus? Are you saved? And I said, I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic. In other words, telling him uh, back off, back off, because, you know, I didn't want I, I didn't want what he had to say to me. I wasn't ready. So uh, I just left it at that. And I knew I mean, God was so merciful to me because, you know, I kind of rejected the Lord right there. He says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man can come unto the father 
but by me. Mm, and a, I rejected Jesus right John there. That's John chapter 14, yes. verse 6. Yes. So do you think that's a lot of people's uh, response or other people's response is like a deflection? I don't want to hear it. So I'm going to tell them that I'm Catholic or I'm some, you know, maybe something else that they they're a part of, but they never been to. They're just trying to deflect it and say, you know what? That's not for me. Many people that are witnessing, maybe that's why they quit witnessing because they keep getting rejection. What do you what, what are your thoughts on well, that? All I know is that, you know, I, I didn't have very much knowledge about uh, salvation. I didn't have any knowledge about salvation because uh, when I was uh, going to church, I mean, you didn't even read your Bible. You know, someone else read the scriptures for you. Someone else, you know, did everything for you. And so I didn't really have any knowledge of any of this, you know. So I don't know. I think that um, I really didn't have any answer. So it was kind of intimidating and kind of scary when he would tell me that, when people would tell me, because I really didn't have an answer. So right away, I put a defense and I say, and I think maybe a lot of people do say, I'm Catholic, you know, don't bother me. And uh, it kind of like puts a wall in between that person and, and yourself. And that's the end of the <laughs> of the conversation. Mm, yeah. It's so funny, though, because after he told me that, I felt something inside of me that was not right. Like, I shouldn't have rejected it. But, you know, and I felt that in inside of me that I shouldn't have done it. But I didn't know. You know, I didn't know that feeling. I didn't know what I what I was feeling, but it was uh, it was just God moving on me. Wow, wow, wow! It's like the Holy Spirit is already starting to work on you. Yes, and you don't know what it is. Where did this all start out? This uh, encounter that you had. A little bit about this is in the book, a ebook that I wrote back in 2016 called "Piercing Faith into Your Soul." We're gonna be uh, releasing a little bit of that sharing about that but i wanted her to come and tell her side and how what she believes that experience did and changed her life can you go ahead and share well my husband and i we used to like to go to dances every weekend every weekend and that's just what we did we were young in our 20s and uh, that particular night uh, we went and my husband got intoxicated so he couldn't drive so he had just bought me a brand new, uh, I think it was a Volkswagen uh, hatchback. So after the dance was over, he lowered the seats and got in the back and laid down. He was laying down and he had his shoes off. He took off his shoes and I was driving going down. Uh, I believe it was Fort Worth Avenue. All of a sudden, I might have gotten drowsy. I'm not sure. But all of a sudden, I felt like I lost, I didn't have control of the car anymore. I didn't. I feel like something else had control of it. And before I knew it, I had ran into a telephone pole. All I remember from there is just, I heard a, you know, just a big crash and instantly, instantly, my spirit came out of my body. And you could even make a movie out of this because I started floating above everything. I saw my body, it was crushed against the steering wheel. And my husband had been thrown out because it was hatchback. So it it flew open and he was thrown out into the street with glass all over the place. And the ambulances, fire departments, they all, you know, came. I was still up, up above looking at everything. The thing about it, I wasn't even hurting. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any pain. I didn't feel anything. I was just like just 
floating up and looking down and I could hear one thing I could hear my husband crying out saying God please don't let my wife die God please don't let my wife die and then I could hear the the firemen uh, they were taking my pulse and they said we, we can't find a pulse I think she's dead already so they kept working on the car. They couldn't uh, get me loose. They had one of those machines that cuts through steel. And I saw that and they started cutting through the door, just working on me as best as they could because um, I was lifeless. And, you know, I just saw all of this, all of this. When I my spirit left my body, I saw all of this right before me. But I, I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I would just looking down and all of a sudden you could even see them in movies man these like two I would now I know it was two demon spirits they got one arm and then they got the other arm there was two and they were like clothed in black like black robes from the top all the way down and their eyes were like like fire like fire I mean I mean they were ugly all of a sudden I just remembered that I had no control of my body. Once you leave your body, you have no control of it. And I just remember I started going towards a a tunnel. I was going like towards a tunnel. And I could see light Mm. at a far end. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, okay, we started going up. You know, we started going up. But then suddenly, and and let me say this also, we were going so fast. I mean, like speed lightning, just just going so fast. We kept going. All of a sudden, I wasn't seeing a light anymore. It was dark, darkness, just darkness. And all of a sudden, we we were going so fast that I started seeing flames of fire. Home double, Kaya. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Something that really caught my attention that you said that goes all the way back to before you had the accident, it wasn't that you got drowsy. It's almost like something took over yes. the steering wheel. Yes. You felt like you didn't have any control. I didn't have any control. Do you think that now that you kind of understand what is going on, do you think that it was like the the enemy or Satan or the kingdom of darkness that was wanting to kill you? Oh, yes, absolutely. Because, you know, the devil hates, you know, we're made in the image of God and he hates anything that is made in God's image. And so he wants to destroy everything that is that that God made Mm. God made us in his image and absolutely I don't care if it's from a a newborn to a a older person man you know he hates us he hates the very breath that we have when we praise God that's his work to take the children of God out so this is Isaac with the VOR and I'm with my mom and she's giving her testimony we're talking about the power of testimony and she's talking about her experience. We're going to go back oh, in. Thank you, Lord. We're going to go back into that. Thank you, Jesus. But I want you to understand that sometimes we get very fearful about sharing this. There could be one person that you share your encounter with and your testimony that saves their life. I believe that there's people who are listening right now. You have a story to tell. You have a testimony to share. Yes. And you have been holding that testimony and sitting on it. And God's saying it's no more time to delay. There's no more excuses. It's time for you to share your story. There's going to be a revival of bringing back the power of testimony. Testimony has always been a big part of 
revival where people come and share what the Lord has done for them. You see, we're embarrassed because that's who we were before. Yes. But that's not who we are anymore. But someone needs to know that's what happened back then. Yes. So we're going to return back to her story. This is a powerful story. And I believe that I pray that the Lord gives me opportunity to put this into a film. We're going to put into a documentary because we're in a time where people are curious about the supernatural. This is supernatural. They need to understand there's power in the supernatural things of God. Okay, so we talked about that you were going into a tunnel of light and that then you felt like there was two demons that were pulling you down yes, yes. and that you were headed down into a darkness, like yes. into an abyss. Yes. So what happened after that, after you felt like you were coming down or descending? Well, you know, once we went through that tunnel and we kind of like, it was like a stop. We kind of like stopped and those demons were still holding me and I could feel the flames of fire on my on my face on my body and they were so high i mean it was just like a pit like a pit man just you know a fire and i just felt the flames of fire you know what i mean i didn't scream out i couldn't scream couldn't you know i would like i say uh have no control no control we have no control of our of anything we do once we leave our body room and those all of a sudden i felt uh that those demons, they were commanded to let me go. That's what I feel. That's what I felt, that they were commanded to let me go, mm. loose wow. me. And yeah. so all of a sudden, I started going the opposite way, going back to where I had come from. They weren't beside me anymore. And all of a sudden, I started going down a tunnel again. tunnel. But this time, it, I went like really fast again and all of a sudden I started coming into the light again and coming and um, I saw myself back where I had left I saw myself I was up above everything I, I saw my husband still crying out and I saw myself still leaning uh, on that steering wheel and the firemen working on me but this time I heard them say we feel a pulse. Mm. We feel a pulse. Wow. I think yeah. there's life in her. So that is that's what happened. And I remember that I went back into my body. My spirit went back into my body, man. And so they started even working even harder to get me out. And the next thing I know is that they rushed me to the hospital. And I was at, uh, I think it was Methodist Hospital in Oak Cliff, Oak Cliff, Texas. I didn't even know. I said, what happened? You know what I mean? Like, like I just woke up. I knew what was going on, but it, it's so weird that I did not feel anything until I got into the hospital and I felt, I felt pain. I felt everything, man. And the thing is, uh, my sister, she came and she said that my forehead was open, like the very top of my skull, all the way across my, my uh, forehead. It looked like a watermelon that when you drop it and it split, it was that bad. She was crying and she said, I can see your skull. It was terrible. It was terrible that we didn't have insurance. We didn't have every anything that we needed to, you know, to get the proper help. But one thing my, my husband said, man, he prayed and he said, Lord, not, and, and he didn't say Lord, but he said, God, because we didn't know Jesus as Lord yet. He said, God, please get her the proper help that she needs. And by chance, and I know it was God, it was the Lord, 
that was with us because uh, they gave me uh, plastic surgery on my forehead. When you don't have insurance, they're just going to sew you up and throw you out, man. But they took very good care of me and gave me, like, like you said, very many stitches. And you can hardly even see it now. You know, it's just uh, God's mercy. So powerful that, you know, maybe there's somebody who's listening right now. Like you said, dad, he heard about God. He probably went to church when he was little. He was a little. So he maybe had, he maybe had a little bit of understanding, but something got the attention because when he said, he said those words, God don't take her. Yes. God don't. He started crying out to the Lord. Merciful. So God is merciful. Yes, he is. God is even merciful for those who don't know him. Yes. That's what's so amazing. There's somebody out there, you say, well, I'm so far gone, God doesn't really know me. God knows us, and he wants us to have a relationship with him. Yes, he does. And it's so powerful because as we're sharing this story, as we're sharing this encounter, this testimony, faith is rising up in those who are listening right now. We're gonna come back again because we gotta come back with another part because I want you to continue to share about not only this encounter, but also how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ, because uh, that was a turning point in your life. Yes, I believe that this encounter, this near-death experience with a lot of people talk about, you hear about that and you're like, is that for real? Are they just making it up? But when you hear it with some sincerity like that, how can you not deny that this is true? Do you think that sometimes that when we hear it from somebody that we trust and know like, wow, I didn't know that happened to you. And then he encourages us to share our story. That's true. That's true. There's not there's not a testimony too small or too big. Whenever the Lord saves you, we, we he doesn't measure, you know, who was worse than the other. He loves us the same. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, man. And I just thank God that he had mercy. He had mercy on me, mercy on my family. I just praise God. And I just have this to say that if you have a testimony where God has miraculously used you and saved you, you know, nowadays, you know, we're, we're ashamed to say we were drunks or we were addicts or we were prostitutes, but we were, we're ashamed, but you know what? The Lord loves us and he doesn't want us to be ashamed. He wants to be lifted up. He wants to be glorified for what he did for us. So I encourage you, if you have a testimony, you know, and you haven't said it in years, it's time to wake up. It's time to it's time to speak up for the Lord, because times are we're in trouble. Times are bad now. And we got to just give God the glory and just say, you know what, Lord, just use me. Use me. Lord, I want to be used, whether you're young, whether you're old. I had a seven year old daughter. She went to school one day. She never came back. She died choking on a hot dog in the school cafeteria. And they rushed her to the hospital. She didn't make it. She didn't make it. She was seven years old, full of the Holy Spirit. Who would ever think that my daughter would go to school one day and not come back anymore? I don't care if you're seven years old or 70. We're not promised tomorrow. We're promised today. So I encourage you, you know, if you get anything from this story, accept the Lord because he is, he is ready there to save you. And he's a merciful God, merciful God. 
and he loves you. That's why he came and died on the cross. And that's why he was beaten, that we are healed by his stripes. So I encourage you, if you don't believe my story, that's okay. But there's going to be somebody that's going to believe it because it's true nevertheless. And I just encourage you, when the Lord speaks to you, just be obedient. Be obedient because he loves you. Amen. Amen. One of the greatest things that we can do is give our life to the Lord. And what a perfect opportunity right now to invite our listeners right now. Maybe you don't know Jesus. We're not promised tomorrow, like she said. Thank you, Today yes, is the Jesus. day of salvation. So right there where you are, I want to pray with you this prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Just repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. Yes, I repent of my sins. I turn away from my wicked ways. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. He was crucified, buried, and he rose on the third day. Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. Now fill me with your Holy Spirit so that I can have boldness to preach the gospel and share my story wherever I go. I am saved, I am filled with the Spirit, and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. If you said that prayer with me, you now are part of the family of God. You now are a new creation. All things that pass away, behold, all things are made new. This has been an amazing powerful time and i'm gonna have my mom she's gonna come and share more about how through this encounter she came to know the lord and also we're gonna probably talk about prayer because that's one of the things that she loves is to talk about prayer and intercession but thank you for listening to the vor radio show thank you mom for joining me on this program we're gonna come back with another program but thank you for joining me this has been a powerful time and As we get out of our comfort zone, this is also encouraging people around us to do this. And if someone has a testimony of what the Lord has done for you to revive your life and to be a voice of revival, I want to invite you to contact me at Isaac at the VOR.net. And I want to interview you. We're going to be doing more interviews. We're going to be having more people come and share their story. Because what you just did, you just stirred up a whole new thing. People are going to start wanting to share their stories. Thank you, Lord. And maybe you're not wanting to do it on a video, but you can do it here on a podcast because we're reaching people around the world. People in different countries are going to be hearing this program. And she also told me that the next time that she's going to be doing this in Spanish because we had La Voz de Avivamiento, so we got to reach the Spanish people. It's amazing how God just wants us to be honest about what he's done for us and this has been heartfelt and we're going to come back again with part two of the power of the testimony this is isaac with the vor radio show you can listen to our program every thursday at icallyoublessed.com i call you blessed radio and sundays at 1 p.m plus you can go to the vor.net and listen to every program that is available the lord is using this ministry and we're going to be sharing about what we think that the Lord is wanting us to do in this time. We're talking about tent crusades coming up. All right. God bless you. And will you be a voice of revival for your generation? Yes. 
Until next time, this is Isaac saying, God bless. Bye-bye. This concludes the Voice of Revival broadcast for today. Tune in again next time and hear more biblical truths for today's generation.